0: Hello and welcome to Just a Guy and his journey back to God. So today we're in Romans 3 and before we go and get started, let's go to God in prayer. Father, thank you for today. Thank you for all that you've done and the fact that you love us. And Lord, I just lift up today and this reading to you. I pray for you to be the one who The one who we focus on, the one that we understand, we grow closer to, the one that we learn how to love more completely and be more like you and follow your encouragement and your guidance. Father, I am trying to to love you with all my heart and all my soul and my neighbor as myself and I'll flat out, I failed this morning um, with it. Another team member and just Lord I just pray for your forgiveness I pray that you would help them to understand that uh, anyways to forgive me for some of the mean things or attitude said and provided I just pray you'd help me to be better at loving others because I fail at that and Lord I just lift up this reading Romans 3 is an incredible chapter, and I just pray that we would understand in greater detail what it really means, that your Holy Spirit would guide us and provide us with understanding, and how we can apply it in our lives. It's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Well, as you can tell, um, loving my neighbors was definitely a challenge this morning with some of my work um, associates, and I feel bad. It's not like I said anything mean or out of line or whatnot, just my attitude. I'm so irritated and angry with him. And it's definitely not a loving attitude. It's definitely one of being quite ticked off and frustrated and really just not wanting to talk to them again for a while. And, uh, so anyways, it's not what I want. It's not the, it's not me loving my neighbor as myself, that's for sure. And so, uh, yeah, every day is a, New opportunity to be humble, and to be humbled. So, anyways, with that, let's uh, let's go to verse one. What advantage? Oh, the other thing to keep in mind as we're reading this is in verse in chapter two, Paul had just basically said, you know, you Jews aren't anything really that much more special because it's all about your heart." And the the Gentiles, if they have the right heart with towards God then you know they're just the same god shows no favoritism and the jews have always thought that because they're the keeper of the word and they're set apart for that you know that they were that they were special with the circumcision with the carrying and responsibility for god's word you know they really you know that the jews are special and they thought a lot of people and the argument is just because that they're saved and they're set aside because of that fact. And Paul had just said, no, unless your heart is right, you're no different than a Gentile. And a gentle Gentile, if they have their heart right, is just the same as a Jew that has their heart right. So now this is going to be, well then, why? what's special about us as Jews? So chapter three, verse one, what advantage then is there in being a Jew? Or what value is there in circumcision? Much in every way. First of all, the Jews have been entrusted with the very words of God. What if some were unfaithful? Will their unfaithfulness nullify God's faithfulness? Not at all. Let God be true and every human being, a liar, as it is written, so that you may be proved right when you speak and prevail when you judge. Now that comes from David saying that after he had sinned with Bathsheba, verse 5, but if our unrighteousness brings out God's righteousness more clearly, what shall we say? That God is unjust in bringing his wrath on us? I am using a human argument. Certainly not. If that were so, how could God judge the world? Someone might argue if my falsehood enhances God's truthfulness and so increases his glory, Why am I still condemned as a sinner? Why not say, as some slanderously claim, that we say, let us do evil that good may result? Their condemnation is is just. Verse 9. What shall we conclude then? Do we have any advantage? Not at all. For we have already made the charge that Jews and Gentiles alike are all under the power of sin. As it is written... There is no one righteous, not even one. There is no one who understands. There is no one who seeks God. All have turned away. They have together become worthless. There is no one who does good, not even one. Their throats are open graves. Their tongues practice deceit. The poison of vipers is on their lips. Their mouths are full of cursing and bitterness. Their feet are swift to shed blood. Ruin and misery marks their ways. And the way of peace they do not know. There is no fear of God before them. Now we know that whatever the law says, it says to those who are under the law, so that every mouth may be silenced and the whole world held accountable to God. Therefore, no one will be declared righteous in God's sight by the works of the law. Rather, through the law, we become conscious conscious of our sin. It is excluded. Because of what law? The law that requires works? No, because of the law that requires faith. For we maintain that a person is justified by faith apart from the works of the law. Or is God the God of Jews only? Is he not the God of Gentiles too? Yes, of the Gentiles too, since there is only one God, who will justify the circumcised by faith and the uncircumcised through that same faith, do we then nullify the law by his, this faith? Not at all. Rather, we uphold the law. So, the Jews have the benefit of the law and being the keeper of God's word. They've known God's word throughout their history. The Gentiles didn't. The Jews were set aside for that purpose, but now, just like the Gentiles, they all need to accept the, the sacrifice and the grace of Jesus. And if either one of us do it, Jew or Gentile, accept it, then they're both saved. The law is really there to show us how short we fall, how short we fall of the glory of God. The law illustrates my shortcomings. The law doesn't, doesn't save me. The law condemns me and Christ saves me. So with that, let's just go to God in prayer. Father, thank you for today. And thank you for your grace and for your law. Thank you for showing us right and wrong and giving us the grace and mercy to live with you in eternity. Thank you for the redemptive power of your son. And thank you for loving us and sacrificing for us. I know I fall short every single day, but still you love us. You love me. And despite my shortcomings. So father, I just pray that today I could apply your, your word to my life. I could apply your teaching to my life more fully and I could love you more completely and I could love my neighbors more completely because I failed this morning father and I pray for your forgiveness. I do pray for your, your help in being that child of yours that makes you proud. I thank you for all you've done in Jesus name I pray. Amen. Hey, thanks for joining me at Just a Guy and his journey back to God. I hope you have a great day.